Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Charmed. This is season three, episode three. But I believe this one is supposed to be the actual finale of season two. I thought that was last week's episode, but I uh, was told I am incorrect. Not surprising. (laughs) This episode was called Triage, but it also felt like it was Someone's Gonna Die Part 2. Written by Liz Kruger and Greg Craig Shapiro. Directed by PJ Pesh, who worked on The Adventures of Chico and Guapo. And that feels like that's on Adult Swim. But it tells me on Wikipedia that it is MTV. I really enjoyed this episode. I gave it a 10 out of 10. I didn't find myself, you know, distracted. I was very engaged. I didn't have anything to nitpick this week. This was a bomb ass episode. It had character growth, character beats to allow for character growth. It had enough action. It had a purposeful quest. We all achieved what we needed to achieve. We did it all rationally and the dialogue was really strong this week with each character and i like to see that i believe that the writers on this episode are also the showrunners but i don't keep up with all the news (laughs) i just show up every week and support female driven stories female-led cast black and latino roles and 42 minutes of hopefully entertaining shenanigans and for the most part i continue to enjoy myself and that is the most important thing about watching any show week to week season to season series to series let's jump into the recap back at base things aren't great they look through the magical book for a solution to their problem that magic is going to disappear and just a matter of days they find something that may work which is a spell but that requires a magic source and they happen to have that per season one i'm glad we brought some of the past coming back because that's always been a big thing that's out there and they found a really smart way to utilize something that is powerful and possibly always an after effect and it kind of in a lot of ways wraps up those lingering storylines and allows the show to really move forward uh in a really independent way in which they can as they say at the end of this episode shape their own destiny that is important for any type of reboot and i think that this is this show's way of saying okay we put a bow on what came before us now we want to start moving in different territory and i'm excited to see what in which way they decide to move the show i guess we'll find out next week so they're going to find the source infect the tree with it to restore magic to the world and then they'll talk about what's going to be the sacrifice later on as everyone has different ideas on that 
except harry brings up that you guys actually like split it up and put it all over the world and you had me wipe your memories so they are lost forever and mel's like um she's like look let's not pretend as if we haven't been frenemies for the last six months we know where we each other lives she's been in the house she's been at command i mean for better or worse we are connected abigail doth protest with jordan playing new business assistant on her side <laughs> on all matters crane when harry and mel drop by to tell her to mind meld them so she can find the location of where they each hid their piece of the shard i guess ruby went home and got some chicken noodle soup or had to get in makeup and um you know dress up as an older version of herself either way we see abigail too is suffering from the ash effect kind of looks like COVID, so i would have been wearing a mask and spraying a lot of disinfectant because bitch i ain't taking no chances (laughs) but harry's like i get that you are dying however if you do not help us then you'll be really dead and so will the rest of us that has magic the sisters continue to distrust her with the location of the source which is a valid point but macy is like we not gonna get our personal feelings on mild contempt brought into this we're gonna focus on the goal but they still need the great sacrifice to complete the spell but mel is like this is not the time to talk about that one step at a then they all do the mind effect thing in the backyard and i really like the practical effects of the mind meld and the sound was spot on with the images i thought it was a really well perceived way to show what was happening and i like when they use magic and we see it in the show and it's not just a potion or kind of talked about and sometimes things don't happen because of whatever the case may be and you feel it and then sometimes it's just very seamless when you get all of it in one episode as a huge payoff macy she looks like where she hit it was at payless (laughs) she's like what the fuck i don't go to the beach and i'm like same sand is just awful i will do it because why did i spend all this money to come to jamaica however it's not as if i'm like please let me get in the shower immediately once i'm off the beach and i'm sober and then she says i don't wear open toe shoes we'd be on the same page if i was like a genius smart like you we would be the same person mag saw kappa kappa delta veda and all those other number numerals that be happening in sororities in hilltown so someone is taking a road trip back home and mel sees 2070 evergreen what does that mean she does not know when did jordan become abigail's actual handler though he was like putting a blanket on her he's like bitch if you don't give me the damn name he probably showed up to give her her shit and then he was like oh man you sick and dying i don't want to leave you like this because you know i got a medical license and i'm a good person but at the same time now i can't seem to shake you 
and then what havoc is this having in the magical world we find out when we go to london england and see my freaking toxic husband jimmy working in a damn flower shop he was living another version of harry's life if he was never a white lighter except well that memory spell has worn off and alas he is not fluffing anyone's flowers anymore Jordan tells Maggie about his Abigail mission to get a name from her witch book and that he didn't meet her sister but there was a package on the doorstep with an envelope when he got there he tells Maggie he cares about her and her sisters thus is going with her I like that they went down memory lane together because it's a good opportunity for her and him to understand each other and for her to see how much she's grown from the person she was but he's the he's the outside looking in to give her perspective of how harsh she really is being on herself mel and abigail try to decipher her own location of evergreen but after some banter is able to one realizes she's thawing to the actual sisters at least calling maggie by her name and not some other pet named to annoy her she determines the location is a cemetery where she buried uh, her mom except both agree it's too easy and that mel is smarter than that and they determine that she hid it in the future 2070 as she used to be a time witch but not anymore but mel keeps address books of informants and people to trade information so she just flips the uh, rolodex kappa kappa beta three twenty five different numbers maggie is swept back into the world of amazeballs my favorite word quite frankly i think you stole it from me sis as she spots the b-themed stinger party she tries to use a potion to glamour them but magic is on e jordan says he was all down for glamouring as long as i don't have to crawl into a body bag again because that was nasty he's like the casing period is officially over for me guys they need a real world solution and i was like oh so go down to the corner store because they sell like everything but robbery works too you know get some costumes off some people who uh apparently don't mind being butt ass naked macy can't find no damn sandals anywhere in the house then lifts her bed which was amazeballs or my favorite amazing do you not that is an archer reference if you have not watched archer what are you doing with your life honestly it's quarantine 2021 still and it's on hulu do yourself some favors she finds the sandals underneath the bed when she lifts it like it was absolutely nothing to her 
and just like her she would leave material to be analyzed under a microscope to determine the location where she hid her piece of the shard i love the hand on the shoulder harry he just couldn't keep his hands off her body and that's the kind of man i want desolation island she banished the last piece to the most remote location furthest from hilltown and harry is so damn impressed with his nerdy girlfriend Mel and Abigail FaceTime my favorite Aunt Witch, Celeste. And I hope she is back this season because I really love her. And at the Magic Apocalypse, she's like, oh, I'm going to tell you where to get some magic booze because... Bitch, I'm trying to get drunk. 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 She's so damn petty. She didn't even try to be like, I have faith in you guys. (laughs) She's like, if I'm going out, I am not going out sober. Meadow's like, that is not the kind of help I actually called and needed you for. We're actually going to fix this and need a way to the future. And she's like, oh, yeah, I got you. I got you. Just right here. I got this time device. It's on my wrist. It's my watch. was keeping me alive all these years. You could borrow it. She didn't even need to search through a senior citizen drawer or anything. She tells her she has 15 minutes to go and come back and do the return spell. And she can't get caught up in the alluring future or there's no coming back. And to take a timekeeper who uh, is unfeeling and emotionless. And then Mel looks over at Abigail. Does he look like a bitch? You just know she even knew what year she needed to go to. Like, yeah, bitch, I've already like seen your entire lifespan. <laughs> and you can tell she was tipsy as fuck. Because she's like i know bitch abigail you was on that damn couch i need you to get your ass up and be useful that's why i just said the cold things i just said i was at your fucking communion bitch i was at your christening i had more hopes for you and now you a damn disappointment they said another gave you niggas money then that made me think that celeste was gonna be dying and i was not okay but she was fine later on so i don't know why they had to mess with my emotions like that Mel and Abigail were holding hands a long ass time when they got their ass to the future in a non-awkward amount of time and then they just kind of let it go just saying Mel is already fascinated by the future in 60 seconds back to the Kappa Beta Dewey Decimal System Maggie pretends indifference to her pledge life but seeing her in memorial gets her all emo they named a drinking game after her and she hopes to leave a better legacy behind as she searches for her piece of the shard in a bookcase they then find gummy bears and you just know they're laced with some type of acid but then she is recognized by a junk girl so they need to dip before someone else more sober sees her macy begins a potion once they get to the beach her and uh harry the old road to retrace her steps and the way he's always so proud of her is rather precious mel is the first one to actually find her piece of the source but abigail sees a headstone that is mel's as she was right the grand reaper is stalking her and she is supposed to die today and think that she is the sacrifice the the future proves it mel rather accepts it and stride because she would rather die than them 
they then hide when they hear someone coming it's old woman ruby bringing her granddaughter to honor the fallen witches abigail asks who's ruby oh a friend abigail admits the sisters are lucky to have each other because they're all willing to be selfish and die instead of stay in the future and have a damn one kappa beta fratina fratana maggie once again bemoans her immaturity while hiding on the outdoor perch that i totally need with jordan who tells her to stop regretting and being so harsh on her freshman years in college while many people do have that you know wall of shame or you know years of shame some people make it a lifestyle decades later into either early death jail or addiction so the dumb fun that she had she grew from it and she needs to take pride in that happens to all of us jordan's like i got plenty of photos i can show you some time if you ever come over to my place and i cook you dinner i mean i'm putting out all of the signs ma'am and jordan totally knows she's trying to sacrifice herself but she keeps avoiding the conversation wanting to stare at the stars so he's like fine i'm gonna let you go ahead and do that and do some more emotional bonding with each other until she realizes that they are at the wrong kappa beta house on the beach uh macy is talking to harry she hid her piece on a small or in a small sea cave at the tip of the rock and they need to wait for the tide to recede so they can retrieve it and it's time for them to do some emotional bonding as well as macy has decided as the eldest she will die and wants to spend every last moment savoring her time with harry who does not accept this verdict he says there's a life force between us but she tells him he doesn't have a choice and he doesn't believe that the universe would be so cruel he was going to take her to paris and had plans hopefully to put his seed in her belly and he doesn't want to lose her but she thinks they'll find each other again somewhere and then the tears and his denial that he can't take her place as he's supposed to be doing the dying in this family and she tells him that he did fulfill his destiny as she was lonely and desolate until she found him you cut me open and I keep bleeding, keep, keep bleeding nobody and i mean nobody warned me i needed blankets for my tears and now my room is flooding she promises to find him again in the afterlife or in the life after because we are destined to be in soulmates and he promises to savor their last moments if they are their last moments together dancing together by the moonlight on a sandy beach who read my diary this is prime real estate hey see back at command center celeste is fine what is witchcraft without a life of sacrifice and i had a spare and then she asks, what is the future like to mel and mel says everything is gonna be okay and abby's like oh my god you guys are so good i need to go the fuck home maggie finds her shard in a jewelry box and she thanks jordan for his friendship and then leaves and i'm like uh y'all gonna get him a plane ticket or some cash for the greyhound y'all need to stop leaving this man in stranded places all over the damn country is all i'm saying 
They then recreate the source and now have to decide who's gonna die. All three of them say, let's all go together because we don't wanna sacrifice uh, one for the other. Whatever it is, they will face it together. Then, you're mad, I'm back. Big mad, he's mad, she's mad, big fat. Jimmy, are you fucking dumb? Jimmy, what the fuck are you doing? How the hell you get over here so quickly? When did you jump a flight? All this shit going on, and my boo gonna show up being petty, trying to kill him because he's trying to steal his life arbitrarily. I'm gonna fuck up my life. y'all know what this is really about though rupert evans said look y'all ain't paying me enough to play two different whole roles next season this shit better end at the end of season two the fight was badass though where have these skills been all this time harry where have you been hiding them when we need them but jimmy takes the l you think harry gonna tell anybody he killed jimmy <laughs> i mean he shouldn't have to share that news i killed myself thank you have a nice life mel is dying because she went first and then the tree explodes but then they all stumble out because they made it because they were all willing to sacrifice and die for each other and that was the great sacrifice i'm with that but a force field is keeping them all from actually physically interacting so i like that twist what's going on there i'm glad that there is an actual consequence then we end the episode in a surprising plot twist abigail opens her letter that she almost died and never was going to open it so once she's like oh they did it but you know she opened that letter and her sister and mother are like look we do not want anything to do with you and here's the shit you want don't contact us ever again and i really did feel bad for her in that moment because <laughs> she's about to die and then she sees this family that have each other's back and then she just asked for something and they was like yeah i would prefer that you not contact us anymore <laughs> and it's some demon totem with some reefer that she inhaled and she turns into a pretty impressive practical effects demon and she says, nothing can stop me now. Don't stop me now. Don't stop me. Cause I'm having a good time. Having a good time. I'm a shooting star leaping through the sky. Like a tiger defying the laws of Is she gonna try to get her demon uh matriarchy back we shall see let's head into the feedback
we got two pieces this week first up is liliana who says hello happy monday or whatever day you are reading this on yeah i put precarious schedule out there for a purpose because i'm telling y'all they kicking my ass at work right now <laughs> i mean just whoo whoo child these storms all over the car i do property and auto so shit insurance right now is booming anywho i didn't write down thoughts or reactions as i saw the episode so this will be thoughts from what i can recall off my head i thought sunday's episode was a neat episode even without all the heavy action we got like the previous two episodes it was nice seeing season one stuff coming into play after it felt irrelevant in season two and we got to hear the characters have some conversations that gave us some insight into their thoughts and feelings about things their current predicaments and or futures i like that as well which is something i feel like doesn't get time to be properly talked about when the sisters are trying to save someone or prevent something in heavier action filled episodes very true you need character growth or character development not growth as much as development i thought the way that they split up the teams were interesting considering how they were basically paired up with their love interests more or less minus mel and abigail i've said that i ship these two but i'm hesitant to think that the writers are hinting at there being something there mainly because i'm used to same sex ships i root for to not end too well i have theories about why they chose these two pairing or those two pairing up this episode like mel being someone to talk abigail down from her demon power high but who knows what they'll do with abigail as the season goes i think she's a wild card i have expressed my complete content with her being the wild card i think you need someone like that in any season or series of a show especially when you're towing the line of what's good bad evil gray you know we all i I like that type of story arc i don't like it being so cookie cutter marvel yep i dragged you marvel i don't like that (laughs) i like to have a little bit of a flesh onto the storyline so i i'm okay with that pairing i think uh even chauncey was saying is she the only person that kind of ships mel and abigail and i'm like you know i think they have really good chemistry on screen i think you could flesh out Uh, the character of abigail to fit just fine it was her introduction that ruined her character not the character itself so i think doing a little bit of and and it's fine to have a character you hate and then over time they evolve into someone else they you don't have to automatically like a character or, or perceive them as someone a part of the team just because you know their introduction is complicated or raggedy or filthy or tribal. i mean it was a whole lot of things it was uh they had her all over the place because they didn't know what she they want they wanted her to be an obstacle for hasty but at the same time she really could have been interesting all by herself and didn't need it they did it for the sake of it being done because that's what shows on cw do but removing that from the character and she's not a bad character continuing on she says i will say though being rejected by your family for the way you were born made me feel for abigail especially considering she spent a good chunk of her day with mel who was all i will ride or die for my family 
Abigail did trash her condo pretty good in her rage too. Yeah, I actually really like the rage filled talk. That would be exactly me. Like I'm setting shit on fire. The Macy and Harry Moonlight Beach Walk and Dance was romantic and cheesy. It sure was. Which I guess isn't bad considering this aired on Valentine's Day. I do think it was cute how they showed more of a nerdy Macy and Harry being enamored by that side of Macy. It was really nerdy of Macy to leave Sandy Sandals for her future self in the hopes that future Macy would analyze the sand and track down what island it's from. I love everything about the Maggie storyline, going back to Hilltown and reflecting on her younger self. It really helped me see how much her character has matured from her time of wanting to be a Kappa. We have had glimpses of how Maggie had grown, but seeing her go back and seeing and, and being conflicted about her younger self's behavior and her legacy was nice. Although being immortalized with a drinking game might not be the worst way to be remembered. Not the best but probably not the worst it sucks that natalie hall was busy and thus we weren't able to get lucy and maggie a lucy and maggie reunion but the ghost of maggie vera at kappa was still pretty cool that is kind of a story to tell like you remember i like it'd be funny if she has to continue to come back to this house and it's an ongoing thing 20 years in the future the ghost of maggie vera Poor Jordan, who knows how much he paid for used costumes and walked in ill-fitting pirate costume only to get brushed off by Maggie at the end of the episode. I like that Maggie is focusing on herself first and foremost, but he really did try to at least talk about his feelings a few times throughout the episode. I can't, or I really can't stress enough though how much I don't mind Maggie is not being boy crazy, especially after what she went through with Parker and how it seems a lot seems a lot of macy stuff is now being linked to harry not a fan of when a relationship becomes a character's whole purpose in stories that's fair i don't mind it but it's a fair statement on that note i am excited to see the sisters get back for some of their old lives in the coming episodes maggie being back in school macy hopefully doing more science stuff and mel getting her life back after it all got fumbled via the time rewriting spell in season one I didn't see any of the future. I didn't even look at any trailers. I never do. <laughs> I just show up every week like, oh, so this is happening. Miscellaneous thoughts. Celeste Zoom calling Mel with a dying Abigail in the background, drinking cocktails, talking about the Prohibition era and how they used to get mad. <laughs> and how they used magic to get around. That was just too funny to me. It really was like that's a less whole phone call like she could just do that i'd be totally happy with that the outfit for this episode uh, outfits for this episode were awesome even abigail's robe dress thing jimmy's death felt sudden but i guess it'll lead to more hairy development should have just enjoyed being a kick-ass florist jimmy until next time peace hair grease and black girl magic yeah i will say jimmy's death did seem like we're just done with this so (laughs) but everything was at least put in its proper place moving on to jay lee who says this episode was great it would have made a great season finale going back to hilltown having to find the source after how slow last season was last three episodes were really exciting 
I hope they keep this energy up. It's late, so I'm going to try to make this quick. Maggie and Jordan are super cute together. I love going back to Hilltown, but I would have really liked to see Lucy too. I think she, uh, Liliana gave us a little bit of insight on that. Her relationship with Maggie before all the mesmeration stuff was really cute. I'm sure she was really hurt when Maggie died. I don't know if it's COVID or if the writers have decided to go a different direction, but I'm really wondering if they aren't going to get them together. I like their friendship, so if it stays platonic, I might be okay with that. I'm okay with it being in that zone for a while. Parker just died. I mean, it seems like forever for us because it's been like some months and shit, but in the time frame of the show, it's been like, what, three or four weeks? And that was kind of her big first love story so to speak like the kind you really did kind of stupidly follow until death do you part (laughs) so yeah i can see having a platonic thing for a little a long while uh because jordan was still there even in that moment of so just to pretend as if that didn't happen yeah yeah i could see it being better the way they leave it still with friendship I knew Mel's death was going to be a cop-out, but I like that they went back to her super witch personality. Sacrificing herself with straight-up season one Mel, who would run headfirst into danger and ask questions later. It was also clever how they included Celeste in the show. She got her watch back before she died, so I'm wondering if they are keeping the door open to have her back. They better. She is our Aunt Witch. Hey C, hey my babies. They were so adorable this episode. Finally, he wasn't towing the we shouldn't be together line. It wasn't repetitive and annoying. I just want them to be happy and pregnant. She said, uh, I said that, not her. When Macy said she hates the beach, I felt that. Girl, we are all so related. Or maybe it's just a black thing. (laughs) Nobody trying to get up in there. That saying gets everywhere. I mean, everywhere. It's beautiful to look at, but sand is horrible and not fit for human feet. Not hit fit for humans, period. Jimmy, my boy, I, I'm making up a whole bunch of words for her. She said, my guy. <laughs> I understand he and Harry had beef, but he literally had a second chance at life, right? Like, why would you go find a murder code and say, I'm about to go find your secret location because it ain't secret no more and kill you? Because I can't deal with the fact there are two of you in the world, or two of me in the world, and only one can have Macy. He was in a new place with a new identity. The faction was gone. He could have done whatever he wanted. He didn't have Macy. That's why. Why would he go after Harry? I think I've explained it now. It honestly made no sense. Maybe if the writers gave us more background on dark lighters, right? Like why things didn't work with white lighter whole or why they felt they needed to bottle up the dark lighters. Why that was a plot device other than to make Harry two people and one's like dark and sexier but kind of batshit crazy and sexy at the same time. I know Helen and her dark lighter went crazy. I liked Helen. Remember Helen? But there had to have been something that happened that made them separate or separate for or in the first place. Maybe he had a compulsion to kill Harry? I don't know. He was probably schizophrenic. What I do know is that Harry didn't actually kill him until the sisters saved the tree, so it's likely he'll be back eventually. You think so? I mean, that would be nice. If he rolls back in, strolls back in, smokes back in, smoke monsters. 
I would be perfectly fine with that. Yay, Abigail lived, she said sarcastically. I kind of hope she would sacrifice herself. She was- <laughs> you really thought that was coming out of her mouth. She was literally like, Mel, fuck your sister, stay here. <laughs> I'll even cover for you. I know what you're going to say about the Abigail hate. I just kind of feel like they are getting rid of excuses or getting rid of excuse or excess characters. So maybe she should get the old heave ho too. Girl, you know she was signed up for full character in season two. Did you really think she was not part of the cast in season three? I know it won't happen, but one can dream. Maybe she'll be the big bad this season and they'll actually decide to keep all her evil instead of flip-flopping back and forth. I don't think so. I think that it's more fun. Because, I mean, plus we did it last year. Like, she was essentially the big bad she was the biggest thorn in the sister's side sure there were other more powerful things going on but they were nothing compared to abigail so to do it once again although they do seem to have her doing something uh i don't know maybe she is gonna go back and take over the demon world but this time she's gonna do it the right way and not the sloppy way she did before and she's gonna maintain that frenemy basis across the lines that would make sense to me the twist at the end was interesting i like they literally had to sacrifice each other or being close to each other to save the tree it's obviously also the perfect way to explain them not being close to each other for a while due to real life events i'm wondering how long the time jump is going to be and how long they will keep the no touching thing going i also wonder what the original finale looked like seems like something rather similar maybe i don't know the twist at the end was interesting it's like they literally had to oh wait i already said that line overall like i said i like this episode i think it would have made a great finale to an okay season i didn't like season two all that much and i hope they keep this energy up questions do we like maggie's new hair she had new hair i think i like the curls but not the curly bang will they go back to hilltown or stay in seattle I think they should change the location because there's nothing I want to see in Seattle anymore. In Hilltown, I think that would be a nice way to be back close to home. You have that small... Yeah, I, I like the idea of going back to Hilltown. The house is still invisible. True. How would they explain that if they stay in Seattle? They can easily just move the, ma- the house back. They got the source magic now. It seems like everybody might have gotten an upgrade to their powers. They had dipped their hand in that magic goo. God only knows what their new powers gonna be. If they get new powers, something gotta fall out from that. So I prefer they go back to Hilltown and then they have a time jump and then they just explain that we moved the house back and we took off the cloaking spell and shit is shit. But then how are they gonna explain? No, they can't go back to Hilltown because Maggie's supposed to be dead. <laughs> they can go to somewhere else. I don't know but then they spend a lot of money on that set piece for the command center uh you know what they probably will stay in seattle now that i think about it because now how they gonna help witches because that's their new thing in life nope makes sense now they they're gonna have to find new jobs though uh how did mel get back into teaching i didn't know she was back into teaching see is this stuff in the trailers and the finales or in the in the stuff i don't watch that during season one she wasn't sure academia was where she wanted to be uh how did she get back into it will she burn out again 
they spent the last year with one focused on one goal it can be easy to go back to what's familiar to reset but that doesn't address the initial concerns that made her leave school in the first place macy will probably be focused on figuring out how to fix their no touching problem but will she get more powers in a different storyline hmm i hope so macy is similar to mel she was going to get a new job before they had to hide will she still want her independence from her sisters what the heck is harry going to be doing right like we do need to to branch them out into some hobbies maybe he'll try to find and train new white lighters Ooh, that would be fun and everybody wants jordan to be a white lighter so maybe he'll have a new white lighter in training maybe he'll just help jordan on his mission because jordan needs to have someone around that can heal him from injury if they go back to hilltown what about jordan that's why i don't think they're going back to hilltown now that i think about it they spent too much money on that set and all they need is the house jordan and abby are still main characters so they probably won't go back to hilltown but wouldn't that be interesting <laughs> look you talked my, me into it then talked me out of it and then you talk about we should go back to hilltown but now you're like that shit ain't gonna happen so thanks for getting my hopes up down up around and now plummeted but i'm okay with them staying in seattle i just asked a lot of questions uh what was that 50 uh that 21 question song by 50 cent <laughs> i'm very inquisitive i'm excited to hear your thoughts p.s i know i have been MLA for the good place yeah i noticed that but i'm coming back i promise i, I noticed that and i was like okay mm-hmm. she must be busy though because i know i feel it i feel it and and we in the same field so i know i know we feel it as always peace hair grease like a magic that is Jaylee. Before we go, I have to mention this uh, tweet. It was in response to the pic of Jimmy in the floral shop looking all types of yummy. She says, I have so many questions. Was it always his dream job? How did he get it? How did he get so good at it in such a short amount of time? And is he free for my funeral? How would you like to die today, motherfucker? No. We will miss you, Jimmy, if this really is your last episode. If you want to send feedback you can send that to blackercouch at gmail.com you can comment below on this podcast my social medias will be there as well remember to like share subscribe until next time peace hair grease the black girl magic